Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer here. Frank Arcuri, we've got Tanner behind the board, and I was not ready for uh, one of my chaotic opens here today. I was... I was thinking we were going more on the um, honoring RJ route, but mm-hmm. we've got plenty of show to do that. But now uh, I got my yelling out of the way today. So good job, Tanner. Uh- <laughs> he did his job. He did his job. He got me going. Yep. Um, so welcome in Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, and we're here with you for the next couple of hours before Bill's pregame gets started. Uh, and, of course, uh, as Tanner had made mention in the update, you know, fans continuing to honor the passing of uh, Rick Jenneret, honoring him, mourning him, and, um, and again, feeling the love for the best to ever do it. Let's mm-hmm. just be real about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a bias because this was felt around the league. This was felt around the world because that's the kind of broadcaster that Rick Jenneret was. But more importantly, it was the person that he was, too. That makes this, you know, obviously hit a lot harder. You know, if someone is fantastic, but like, you know, not a great person or something, you know, like the impact isn't felt as hard. No, RJ was as fantastic a person as he was uh, a broadcaster. And yep. that bar is high. Bar is in the sky. Good luck. And he matches that. He, every time, you never hear a bad RJ story, ever. Yeah, and you that never is do. that is the brilliant thing about it. And I mean, yesterday you heard the guys. You heard Joe. You heard Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You heard Sal. You heard Mike and Chris. I and today I wanted to be able to um, to get some of the members of the Sabers Radio Network to also join in on on what they had to say. Anything because uh, when you've worked Sabers games, you've had the pleasure of working with Rick Jenneret. You had the pleasure of. Being able to interact with him. You had the pleasure of being able to at least have a quick little back and forth with him. You saw the dynamic between him and Rob Ray. You always would see how happy and jovial of a man he is. So I think that it's important that you continue to honor him properly and, uh, and make sure that you're having smiles on your face doing it. Everyone has their favorite calls. Everyone has their favorite moments. And... The thing is, is that for someone to be that great at immortalizing any moment that you have is a truly special person with his talents. And again, like I had mentioned, like, it's not that he was just a talented person. He was a great person. 
And that's the big thing. I only ever got to meet him for 30 seconds. Same here. It was a quick little hello. We were in the elevator on our way up. Um, I was nervous about um, helping out with audio engineering for the day. Mm -hmm. But, of course, who helps calm you down other than none other than Rick Jenneret? Right. So, again, elite person, elite broadcaster, and everyone has their favorites. I got a photo with Rick. um, I want to say it was around 2011. Uh, back when the Sabres were, would do, like, a draft party, you know, you go to the arena and they have, like, a bunch of stuff going around. You can meet, like, you know, you met Rick. He took a picture with him. Uh, I think uh, Rob Ray was there. I think there was, like, another alumni there. It might have been Andrew Peters who was there. Um, but then they have a bunch of stuff down, like, you know, they t- on the ice where they take the ice out and you do some stuff there. And then you're watching the draft go on. And that was the year they took um, Joel, Ar- Joel Armia as well. I just – I remember that pick somehow. But – you know, Rick's doing um, photo shoots with with all the fans, so I I got a picture with him. Um, the only time I was able I was ever able to meet him, but I mean, like he's, but yeah, like everything you said is just right. He's just such a nice person. You know, and, you mentioned like how do I even remember who the player was that was picked? Because you remember I just that remember day. The, I just remember the day. Yeah, you remember the day. You remember yeah. the moment that you met him, and yeah. like everything that's attached to it. And yeah. that's pretty much anything that anyone's ever had with meeting him or had the pleasure of meeting him or interacting with him. And I know that a couple of us have had that uh, honor, at least mm-hmm. through the talk back button or, you know, anything like that for the radio only games. Uh, we'd, we'd be the ones to be like, Hey, ready to go here in five or like 15, like anyone that's run the board for a Sabres game knows and has interacted with them. So it is a, it is a fun, it's a fun thing to be able to, uh, to reminisce and it is a great thing to be able to honor someone that is Buffalo Sabres hockey. You think of Buffalo Sabres hockey, and it's not always the players that come up first. And any any other franchise, that's the case almost always, if mm-hmm. not for all of them. But the Buffalo Sabres are different. One, because we haven't won a cup, but, uh, but more importantly, two, people know. The franchise that you're talking about when you say Rick Jenneret, people know if they hear a play call from him that it's the Sabres. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is that he he was Buffalo Sabres hockey for 51 years. And even more awe-inspiring is the fact that on the TV side of things, it started out with him and Ted Darling. Mm-hmm. Darling on the television side and RJ on the radio side. But a man being so good at play-by-play that the Sabres became one of the teams that would rely directly on simulcasting. They put him on the television side of things because they knew how iconic it was. And his voice would stay on the airwaves too. And teams did not start simulcasting very often. As a matter of fact, I think there's only three that do. And the reason the Sabres do it is because of that man. Yeah. There's a reason that there is no TV and radio play-by-play guy anymore for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, and even now they're going to continue to do it with, with Dan. Yes. And I mean... Finances probably have a role to play in that. Yeah, of course, of course. But at the same time, 
that road doesn't get paved for the Sabres broadcasts without RJ. Yes. That role does not happen. That double duty of simulcasting the sound doesn't happen without such an iconic voice. And that is another reason that I say it. He is Buffalo Sabres hockey. I'm preaching to the choir on this. Everyone knows that. But, again, it's just one of those things where someone so iconic and so powerful that anyone that's my age or younger, you played in the driveway, slapping a little street hockey ball around, and you were mimicking his calls. If you're a hockey fan and that was the case, you were mimicking his calls. Simple as that. That's stuff that I did when I was a kid. Exactly. Frank would be on one side in the net. I'd be the kind of person running around trying to score. And any single any single person as a child would be mimicking those calls. And if you've got anything else that you want to say about Rick Jenneret or uh, or anything with the Sabres, 803-0551-888-550-2550. We will have a bit of a uh, a staggering with being able to get to people on the phones today because we have Pat Malcaro joining us in a couple of minutes. We have Brayton Wilson joining us at 1145. And then we have Bruce Nolan of Buffalo Rumblings as we do have to make the pivot to Buffalo Bills pregame at some point today. Um, but I do want to be able to squeeze in anything that we can for the sake of Rick Jenneret, because again, RJ is the Buffalo Sabres and everyone has been saying it. Everyone has been relieved by this, that there was an RJ night and he was there for it. And the Sabres crushed it, not just with presentation, but they made sure that they won that game too. Mm -hmm. And Alex Tuck yesterday talking on the radio, um, obviously growing up, as a Sabres fan and being able to play for this franchise. I don't think you could do any better than he did with communicating that and effectively telling people, yeah, we probably put out a little bit more than we expect to on a nightly basis for, for that man's sake. We wanted to be able to win that for RJ. And that just tells you who he is and what he meant to this team and what he meant to this community. So, if you haven't gone downtown, by the way, uh, to Sabres Plaza, um, TJ Luckman ended up tweeting this this morning saying that um, that it is cathartic, um, that you need to do it. It's almost, it's in a way spiritual. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually get the uh, actual tweet from him because I think the way that he put it was, uh, was a lot better than me trying to paraphrase it. So, TJ saying, if you get an opportunity, go and see... The RJ Memorial, it's emotional, numbing, spiritual. It's cathartic, haunting, but in a beautiful way. Hearing his calls on repeat, the signs, the messages, the little mementos or Sabres memorabilia left by fans, you need it. And again, TJ, by the way, putting it in words that only he could. So, but what TJ says is pretty much the same thing, like, Hearing the calls out there, and kudos to the Sabres, by the way. They have done 
everything with grace and dignity a lot over the last few years to the point where you can proudly recognize the changes that they've made in the presentation of their hockey team. Like the team has been ascending, but so has their presentation. So has what they've been doing for fan engagement and for fan retention. It's not easy to be dealing with a team that has the longest playoff streak in NHL history, and it's still going. But what they've been able to do is it helps out so much what they've been able to do. Because, and even PSE with how, you know, typically it's one hour of Sabres Live. Yesterday it was all three. They skipped out on anything with One Bills Live because they wanted to make sure that they did RJ right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tip of the cat to PSE. They did a great job yesterday. I know that if there's anything gut-wrenching, the first person that I want to be able to hear is Jeremy. And you know Jeremy was fantastic. He always is. Joe did this for six hours yesterday. And I've got to tip my cap to him because that is not easy. And then in addition, he puts together a delightful mixtape that people got to hear yesterday. Uh, a beautiful montage that I got to hear that um, this morning. And Joe did a great job with that. Using the skills of a producer and mixing them all in there. And then having to talk about this for... Um, for six hours. That's got to be draining. And I made sure to text him yesterday like, how are you doing, buddy? Because yeah, the man is the reason we got into this. The man is the reason that we all talk into a microphone. Every single yeah. one of us here at this station that is amongst the younger crowd has heard Rick Jenneret and has wanted to be in the radio in some capacity because of it. Any aspiring play-by-play person that is within this area, you heard RJ and you wanted to be that man. Mm-hmm. And then you realize you can't be that man, but you find your own way. So that is one of the biggest things, is that personally, us wanting to be in front of a microphone, whether it's me or it's you, Frank, or if it's any of the Sports Talk Saturday hosts like Zach or Josh or TJ, Tanner behind the glass, like any of us that have come here to this very station has wanted something of that life. And that also is going to include the next man that we talk to right now. The play-by-play call man for the Buffalo Bisons, the... The second chair as the host for Buffalo Sabres pregame and postgame. And a dear friend, Pat Malacaro, joining us now on the West Her Hotline. Pat, good morning. Hi, guys. Great to chat with you. And, uh, yeah, everything you've said so far, uh, you know, listening as as I was coming on is is spot on and uh, couldn't have said it any better. I mean, I I had a day to think about it. (laughs) You did, yeah. So, Pat, obviously last night... um, I don't know if I want to call it a haunting timing, but um, I don't think that that hockey night could have come at a better time for everyone mourning uh, down at the ballpark yesterday. 
Yeah, it, it's one of those things that uh, it's just kind of the schedule works out that way. And, uh, um, you know, last night we, we did have a moment of silence here for RJ. We'll have another one again tonight and, uh, you know, celebrate, celebrate RJ more than anything else. And um, it's, you know, it's been, it's, it's been a tough 48 hours, almost 48 hours now. And, and uh, but I think that the one thing, everybody has their stories and whether it's, you know, Frank just getting a picture with RJ at a, at a draft party or somebody having an interaction with him at maybe one of the road crew stops over the past, or um, if, if you got the chance to win a night in the booth uh, at the Sabres and you know, we'd see people, you know, pop in for a period or so, listen to RJ with the headset on, get a picture taken with him uh, in the booth. I mean, everybody has some type of story and what you were, what you were talking about too is it was genuine. It was authentic. And I think the, the thing that, when you come back to what makes a broadcaster connect so much with the fans, yeah, they can be quick-witted. They can have really good one-liners. They can be funny. But fans are able to figure out who's genuine and who's not. And for, for, for Rick to be, you know, this is the only job he ever wanted. And, I, you know, you, you firmly believe that when he said it, um, that, that this is the only place that he ever wanted to be. And that authenticity and that genuineness is what really, I think, you know, first draws you in and everything else is, you know, was the best too. Pat, uh, not to mention, I, I goofed that up. I, I, I do believe the hockey night is tonight, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's another thing of like, that's the timing couldn't have been better for a community that is mourning a bit and is, as you said, they want to be celebrating uh, the kind of broadcaster and person that he was. Pat, I wanted to get you on also because, um, I know you've worked in the booth. I know you've got some. I know you've got some interactions. Are are you uh, capable of giving us a quick little RJ story of your own? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go all the way back to when uh, the arena first opened. It's something. The picture I shared on, on social media. I shared it first uh, on RJ night um, when his uh, when his letters went up to the Raptors, and I shared it again uh, two nights ago. Um, you know, just being a kid growing up, loving hockey and the Sabers. Um, to go to the Sabres Carnival and to pay a couple of dollars. My dad, uh, my brother and I do play-by-play for the two-minute, whatever the, the, the thing was. We still have the VHS tape today, but RJ was there to take a picture with, uh, with you when you were done. And to get that picture with him uh, in the late 90s when I was 12, maybe 13 years old, and then to be able to then be in the broadcast booth right next door and interact and just, just something simple. Uh, it just, just say hi to, to RJ and for him to – you know, know who you are. Like that's such a big thing um, for somebody that grew up wanting to be just like him and, and wanting to emulate uh, the job that he did on the broadcast. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of those little things that's, that's, I, I don't ever really take any of that for granted. And um, you know, when I became the lead broadcaster of the Bisons in 2018, um, a, a lot of people reached out, but RJ did too. He sent me a text message. Um, and part of it was just congratulating me for, for getting to the, this job that, that, uh, that I got. And, uh, that, that meant the world to me again, as a 12, 13 year old kid to, 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 to be able to emulate him then and, and to receive a message, uh, from him at, in that case was just, you know, it, it's still something I, I, I think about all the time, not just this week, but I, I thought about it many times, uh, over the past. And when I, when I see Rick, uh, you know, let him know just how much that, that meant to me. Pat Malacaro joining us on the West Her Hotline as uh, as we continue to talk about and honor uh, Rick Jenneret over this weekend. Uh, but Pat, obviously, one of the bigger things that uh, I've been alluding to uh, this morning has been the team and how they've been really making this 
as special as they can. And not just with uh, with what has happened this uh, this weekend, but really all throughout. Like RJ Knight becoming one of the biggest spectacles and uh, and more or less just how they've been able to deliver for him. His last call and then, of course, RJ Knight in itself um, and the atmosphere that would be within the arena. Yeah, and it goes back to the, the genuineness and how how the, the, the feeling was mutual. It was... You know, RJ's love for the fans and the fans love back for RJ. And um, it, the night was great. The, the leading up to his final call, uh, the game winner in overtime. I mean, how, how iconic was his call of uh, a winner in overtime? You know, with the exaggerated O right at the start. I mean, there's so many different things that play into it. And, you know, to go on the ice with the players and, and, and you know, get a picture taken with them on RJ night. I mean, there's there's so many different things about it that, there was a a realness and, and you know there was a connection that uh, this team really has with the area and with with the people involved in the franchise and it's it's that unique you know bond i think that that they have found whether it's guys that have grown up saber fans grown up as players in buffalo learning what it um what the fan base uh how they feel for the team and and uh, you know how they interact with you know when in the struggles and the good times i think all that is real, and it's you know it's, it's heartfelt, it's it's emotional, it's, it's genuine, and that's a word I keep coming back to the whole time. And uh, I think yeah, the Sabers have done a, a great job going back a couple of years now to, to when that place was packed. It was loud that night. Uh, I was happy, l- lucky to be in the arena for that, and uh, it really, uh, really was a you know a very special night to be inside that building. Pat, of course, um, one last thing for you here uh, w- regarding RJ and itself. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with Hockey Night um, at the ballpark today, uh, do you have any sneak peeks for us, or are you gonna are you gonna leave it on a cliffhanger on what on what to expect there today, and more or less trying to get people to the ballpark? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say get to the ballpark a, a little bit early tonight. Uh, you know, we will have a, a moment of, of celebration, if you will, for RJ, um, just like last night. Um, it'll be pregame. Um, before the national anthems. I mean, just this night in general will, will be, you know, it, it, it's always fun to have whether it's Sabres alumni here tonight. I, you know, Danny Gare will be here and somebody that, that knew RJ so well, not first as a player and then as a broadcaster. Um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to celebrate the organization um, and, and the partnership that we've built with them. And, you know, hopefully this can be a night that um, folks really do enjoy and, and get to, you know, celebrate a little bit more and, and uh, looking forward to you know, the 605 game tonight against. You know, it's, it's funny enough that uh, the team we're playing is Rochester. So you've got the the the, the city that houses the Sabers AHL affiliate and, and us here today. So uh, you know, kind of a unique little twist to it as well. Yeah, an extension from city to city there of of the Sabers organization. Uh, again, an, another way to make it fitting. Pat, I do have a Bison's question though here for you. Are they the unluckiest team in the IL? Uh, there, there's a little bit of unluck to it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you, you look at the, the run totals and the, the Bisons, you know, put up another big run total last night of, of 14 runs. They've, uh, put up 19 on Rochester in the past. They're one of the top scoring teams in the second half. And the unique part of the international league schedule is you play a first half, you have a winner of that and you have a second half winner. They meet in the playoffs. Uh, the Bisons have been in terms of run scored, uh, the run differential has been one of the best in the league since we've gone to the second half, but, um, unfortunately, you know, the, whether it be injuries, trades at the lower levels, or uh, call-ups to the big leagues, the pitching staff is really the one that has taken the biggest hit, if you will, so far. So, um, you know, the, the pitching staff trying to really piece it together the last couple of weeks has been 
um, you know, something that they've been working on and trying to trying to get back, uh, you know, not use guys as much as they had been because when it gets to the time of the year, we're, we're over 115, almost 120 games, you know, 150 game season start at the end of March. You know, guys are just tired at this time of year. So, um, you know, it's, some of it's uh, unfortunate luck due to, you know, maybe fatigue and some of it is just due to the, the unlucky nature of injuries and, and some of the roster moves that, that are, have to be made. Um, when you're the AAA affiliate of a, a big league team that's contending for a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it. Uh, they're fourth in the IL in run differential at plus 55. So I'm like, wait, how are they? They're 20. What? They're 22 and 19. I got to ask Pat now about this. So, but one thing they have been is dominant at home in the second half, 12 and 5 home record. So get down to the ballpark tonight and watch them, based on the numbers, probably win today. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a lot of great connections. There's uh, there's even a Rochester native uh, who went to Brighton High School, Ernie Clements, who's sitting uh, nearly 360 with the Bisons this year. Somebody they got as a free agent. The Blue Jays did that is uh, as a free agent this past off season, um, and he's been a really really good leader for this team. Uh, someone who we may have talked about in the past when you've had me on is Spencer Horowitz, who's uh, top 10 in the league in batting average and in walks this year. So you talk about the offense and and the uh, positive run differential. There's a lot of reasons for it. And they've been hitting uh, quite a few home runs lately. They've crossed the, the 100 home run mark now. So uh, for a team that really didn't hit home runs in the first two months especially, but in the first half of the season, uh, one of those guys was David Schneider, who's been a great story. He's in the big leagues right now. But uh, there are plenty of other guys that are you know, making things exciting here at the ballpark and uh, giving fans a, a, a reason to get out of their seats. And I, I know that Bo Bichette just had his conditioning st- stint down with the mm-hmm. uh, with the Bisons as well, and uh, he looks like he's ready to go for Toronto as well. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, he uh, played in two games, DH the first game, which was Wednesday, because we were rained out on Tuesday night, um, and then played on Wednesday and was the shortstop on Thursday. And honestly, uh, he being the DH on, on Wednesday, uh, he went from first to home on a ball to left center field, and that's when you knew, okay, the right knee patella tendon is, isn't a problem. He's being able to gear it up really quick and get get around the bases quickly. So it was just a matter of maybe getting a couple of rec, reps, seeing a couple of ground balls at shortstop, getting the timing back down a little bit after being out for two weeks. Um, but yeah, he's ready to go, and the expectation is he'll be activated by the Blue Jays today. Um, and he was not activated last night, even though he joined the team in Cincinnati. But um, he'll be good to go. And that's a team in Toronto. They're fighting for a playoff spot. The, the three wild card um, playoff spots really have made things extremely interesting in major league baseball and uh the blue jays even though they lost last night in a, in a walk off to cincinnati one nothing um they're going to be fighting for one of those three wild card spots uh the, over the final two months pat thank you for taking your time this morning um thank you for being able to share uh, some of, some of your stories that you've had with rj and uh i can't wait to talk to you again my friend Sounds great, Derek. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's Pat Malacaro of the Buffalo Bisons play-by-play. He of the Buffalo Sabres radio network. So he's had plenty of time to work with and interact with Rick Jenneret as we've been honoring him all throughout these past couple days here on WGR. And we will continue to do so until we have to get ourselves going for a Buffalo Bills pregame. So we've got time for you. If you've got an RJ moment, you've got an RJ call, you weren't able to call in during the day yesterday, we've got a segment for you. We've got some time. We've got a window here. We can get your thoughts in. We can get your moments in um, on anything with Rick Jenneret or, uh, or or in general. You got anything Sabres related? You got anything Bills related as they take on the Steelers today? This segment's your next segment. That is how we're going to get things going here 
on the other side. Sports Talk Saturday continues to roll on here. Derek, Frank, Tanner, we're here with you for the next couple of hours. Thank you for taking your morning to be with us here on WGR. Never miss a moment of WGR Sports Radio 550 again. Rewind up to 24 hours with Odyssey Rewind. <laughs> Download the Odyssey app. Select WGR and go back in time. Driven by Northtown Automotive. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And the Bruins come away 2 on one Out to center comes Savar with Murray. Savar, the pass to Murray, back to Savar again. Cleared him front. Oh, what a And of course, not just one of many calls that RJ has had over the years of being able to call some really elite goaltending from the Sabres franchise over the years. Uh, oh obviously, God, yeah. you have the likes of Barrasso, Hashik, and Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those. A three-on-one that was hilariously insane to be watching. You go, all right, that's a goal. And Miller diving back with the paddle and keeping that thing out. And Amazing. And... Of course, who's there to help elevate the call? It's Rick Jenneret, baby. Mm-hmm. Sports Talk Saturday continues on here in the first hour. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri with you. As, uh, as again, we are honoring some more RJ today, uh, this morning, before we have to pivot to a Buffalo Bills game day. So, over the break, I had realized something uh, about how iconic RJ has been to the hockey world. And if you play a bubble hockey game in any arcade, any bar, when it comes to ones that are in Buffalo, whose voice do you hear as you're about to get things going? You hear Rick Jenneret's voice yep. on the bubble hockey machine. Yep, as long as they are... Uh... Sabres themed ones. Not, they, not every bubble yeah. hockey one is Sabres but themed. If but if you but get if it's a got Sabres, the Sabres themed one, one yep. it's got Rick Jenneret's voice most on of it. The time, most of the time, it would they would be you're playing. You're, it's the Sabres and the Leafs playing. Just and he's letting you know we're about to get underway. Yep. And he Rick is doing the play by play. I'm hacking the opposing center, and we're about to get underway. <laughs> so it's just another one of those small nuances of just like 
when I say it, like RJ is the Buffalo Sabres. And that's just another piece of evidence. It's not something that you have to say and be biased on. No, it is a very matter-of-fact statement mm-hmm. if you say it. It is. And we're all thankful for that case. We're all thankful for the chance to have been able to hear him, not just at any point, but for so long. You've spewed an entire generation or multiple generations of Sabres fans created by everything that he did. He would wear wacky outfits for pregame back when the Empire Sports Network was going on. Name it. Rick Jenneret is the Buffalo Sabres. And it can be even brought down to the evidence of a bubble hockey game. Because that's just smart marketing at that point. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to be an icon in order to have that happen. So that is, without a doubt, one of the ways that we go about it um, with remembering Rick Jenneret. And now we have our chance to do that again. As another person within our station, someone that is, I would call, the biggest hockey devotee that I know. Sorry, Frank. Uh, Brayton Wilson, you guys know who he is. Everyone, you've, if, you've been, if you've listened to Howard and Jeremy over the years, you know that Brayton has been there. You know that Brayton's been a part of Sports Talk Saturday. And you know that Brayton is on with us right now on the Western Hotline. Good morning, buddy. Morning, guys. Yeah, it's funny that you say, uh, you talk about the bubble hockey because actually about a, two years ago, my wife and I went down to Myrtle Beach, and the one night we just decided, hey, let's have some fun in an arcade. There was a bubble hockey game, and we figured, yeah, let's play it. And what do you know? Rick Jenneret's voice was the voice of that bubble hockey game, even in a place like South Carolina of all places. That Amazing. We really have a, a huge hockey presence down there. That, that is awesome. That is even better. Yeah, so just fitting for that conversation that you guys just had moments ago, yeah. So I was able to play a bubble hockey game in South Carolina where it was, not only was it Rick Jenneret doing the play-by-play for that, but there was also Doug Allen singing the national anthem on that game. Yeah, it's and again, it just shows how how iconic the Sabres broadcasting has been for for so long that, again, he's on bubble hockey machines. Now I'm starting to wonder if they're everywhere. Because ice is ice has a location here where they make the tables. So now I'm starting to think it's 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 around the world. But I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm gonna have to find every bubble hockey table now in the country. (laughs) Brayton, obviously, it's one that hits everyone hard. Um, It's one that I can't as eloquently go over. Uh, mostly because I've had only limited interaction with the man, but I know that you certainly have had more uh, more stories about RJ than I have, and it was one of the reasons I wanted to be able to pick your brain here today. Yeah, no, um, certainly, you know, somebody like Rick Jenneret, who was um, an idol of mine growing up, I listened to him quite often, whether it was on the radio, whether it was with Empire Sports Network, watching the Sabres. I mean, when you do that, very rarely do you ever not envision Rick Jenneret calling the game in one way or a matter in the back of your mind, in your in your brain. Do you hear his voice commenting? Even today, I mean, even last year, you know, sitting watching some games, you know, you, Dan Dunleavy does a great job. I love Dan. I think he's, he presents himself in a great way during the games. But 
you know, when, when you're watching the national broadcast or something like that, or you happen to have the game on like mute or something like that, you're doing something around the house and you're watching the game, you just you can't help but think about Rick Jenneret calling the game. You hear just the little nuances around the boards and cleared but not out and halfway through the first period or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, just the little things that he did at a broadcast, you will always be able to hear just it's ingrained in your mind when you watch a hockey game now and forever, and that might just be more magnified now, unfortunately, since Rick has passed. Yeah, and um, like you said, it's the little things. You mentioned the uh, the halfway through the period, and uh, uh, Kyle Powell, one of our coworkers, he, uh, mm-hmm. he and I ended up tweeting the same thing, saying the same sort of thing. So it's another one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, and uh, another connection there. And like you said, it's the little nuances that you're going to go ahead and start to notice that aren't there. And, of course, it's also we're, we're only, what, into our second full season of RJ not being in the booth, mm-hmm. right? Um, Dan brings his own style, and I am thankful for that. And I, I, I love Dan. I've worked with Dan now enough that uh, you know I, I'm happy to see he has gotten this opportunity for himself. But uh, it's hard to follow up a man like that, and that's another, and that's a testament to Dan. Yeah, is that he's following up the legend, and again, I will say it: the best to ever do it. Uh, so it's it's something you have to have strong stomach for to be able and strong will <laughs> in order to follow up a, a man like RJ and Dan does it in a in a really good way. Right. Yeah. No. And I mean, they they found Dan. You know, I mean, it's been almost. I feel like it's almost been ten years since Dan. We we first heard him filling in on Sabers games, and I mean, you guys said it best. He's he's done a great job of filling in for Rick, whether it was just for a couple of games, for a week, for a road trip. Um, whenever Rick had his, you know, um, times that he needed to go away for a, a medi- to tend to medical issues that he needed to have addressed, um, he just did a really nice job of stepping in. And then it was kind of just a shoe in for him to be able to take the reins and step in and be the full time broadcaster when Rick officially stepped away. And Dan has just been an incredible voice for Buffalo. He's embraced um, Buffalo because I know that he's done a number of other sporting events, whether it's up in Canada with the Canadian Football League, I believe he's done other hockey games, so on and so forth. He's embraced Buffalo. He's become one of us. And, you know, it's just a testament to him to be able to take the reins and and do such a great job that he already has. Um, For a guy that's going to be a living legend in Buffalo for as long as he... I mean, we're going to have, you know, our generation and, you know, the younger group coming up um, behind us who will have their own kids and they're going to tell them, you know, hey, Rick Jenneret was the voice of the Sabres. He was that guy. It's going to be very similar to how, you know, maybe our parents or, or maybe our Oh, did we lose Brayton? Oh, no. We might have lost Brayton. Brayton, we're going to get you reconnected so that you can finish that, uh, finish that thought because uh, that would be, that'd be a shame if we didn't hear the rest of that. So we'll we'll get Brayton reconnected here in a little bit. Um, no, but but to go off like kind of what he was saying, I mean, you're you know you're talking about the generations of people who grew up with you know with RJ. You know, we grew up with RJ. Our parents grew up with RJ too, and now you know you're gonna see generations past ours who are now who are gonna be growing up with Dan, but who are gonna always hear the stories from like us or even a, a generation behind us who are who who also grew up with RJ ha- always going to be hearing those stories. And you know the irony in this uh next thing I'm about to say is uh how it becomes more interesting. 
the team hasn't had success lately. Yeah. If you want to go back to the last time that they were good, you have to go to RJ calls. Yep. So that will help another generation of fans get back into it. And I think we've got Brayton back. Check one, two, testing, testing. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, guys. Sorry about that. I mean, don't apologize for your phone giving out on you. Or maybe it was our phone. I, mean, I don't know. No, no. I'm on the road. I'm traveling. So, I mean, it's probably me. I mean, I can blame our phones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brayton, uh, unfortunately, your last thought was a, was a little cut short. So, if you wanted to finish that last point. Uh, yeah, no. I was just talking about where Rick Jenneret's going to be very similar to how maybe like our parents in the day when we were growing up as Sabres fans were saying, you know, hey, Rick is a legend, but also working with Rick when they were on the TV side was Ted Darling and how he was a legend really for a lot of Sabres. And that's one of the things that Rick always tends to mention when he was talking with the media when he was closer to retirement. He, yeah, I, he even told me as well when I spoke with him. He said, you know, when people consider Rick as the voice of the Sabres, he, he does not want to be remembered as that. That was Ted Darling who – was the voice of the Sabres, very first voice. Rick came in the season after the, the Ted had started as the voice of the Sabres. So Rick always has seen himself as kind of the uh, the second-tier guy, whereas Ted Darling is always the voice. So, you know, when, when that happens, two guys that passionately loved the Sabres and passionately called the game as it was and had their own unique style, it's just sad now that both of them are gone. And for, for RJ, though, to have ascended – to the level that he did, though, uh, for an entire generation of fans. Um, so many iconic calls now that anyone can think of, and anyone has the, like, call the cops, you robbed him, or Miller on a three-on-one, or Maxim Afenogenov, holy mackerel, roll the highlight film. There's You could write an entire novel of just the words that he used to describe mm-hmm. a play call, not even the play itself. Mm-hmm. So it is one of those things where it is just we're we were spoiled with how legendary uh Sabres hockey has been broadcast to us for for the entirety of its existence. So right. and and we and we know very well about Rick Jenneret and sometimes I I get the thought in my head where it's just you kind of feel bad for the rest of the hockey world. You never got the chance to really truly know and understand how a game gets called. Um, without hearing Rick Jenneret. I mean, for, for Buffalo hockey, we're extremely lucky to get Ted Darling, Rick Jenneret. Now we get Dan Dunleavy calling games. Um, even John Gertler back in the day did some, some Sabres hockey games on the TV side. And, you know, all of these guys have their own style, and they're so unique, and they're, they're a treasure to listen to. And I feel bad for some of the other hockey markets because, you know, um, I, I know that on the, on the larger scale, you've got the Bob Coles and the Chris Cuthberts, the Gordon Millers. Um, and, and some of the older Jim Houston type of guys mm-hmm. who are retired now, Mike Emmerich, but, you know, locally, from a local perspective, and, and just being able to hear your team on the radio or on TV and just have it be solely for your hockey team, to not be able to have somebody like a Rick Generetti, you kind of feel bad for another hockey market. And, and that's why I feel that um, for Sabres fans and Buffalo hockey fans, they got extremely lucky with some very good broadcasters over the years. And uh, obviously with Dan continuing the trend, uh, Dan on Sabres Live yesterday um, was part of a, of a show that would play highlights, and he made mention that, hey, we got to get some RJ calls uh, if, mm-hmm. if we're getting Sabres highlights. Like, 
understanding how iconic he is, it even plays into that where he's in Canada producing these shows, putting these clips together, and he's like, we got to get RJ calls. Mm-hmm. Like, right. that's just understanding how good of a of a broadcaster he was. How great, I should say. Why am I using the word good here? Uh, <laughs> but, again, it's Legendary. one of those... It, it is one of those things, though, where um, we were v- we have been very spoiled with how Buffalo Sabres hockey has been broadcast, not just on one side of it, not just for a couple decades. No, for the entirety of its existence. From the very mm-hmm. beginning. From the drop. Mm-hmm. That is what right. it's been. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing. And for me, the proof in it is also simulcast. Yeah. The Sabres... Right have been the Sabres were the first team to simulcast the same broadcaster in the National Hockey League. And I know a lot of teams still don't do that as an exclusive thing. Sabres did because men's was that good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he could, I mean, it was incredible how things just came to him at a whim and just, he was able to express it and, and portray it so elegantly, so smooth. And it just fits so perfectly. Um, whether it was May Day, which I think everybody knows that was just uh, on a whim. He just started screaming May Day, and it fits so perfectly with the, the moment and the highlight and the reaction from the players after that goal. I mean, that's a goal where they swept the Bruins. They they took care of business, and they, they knocked off the Bruins and did the job to move on into the next round of the playoffs, and it was just so perfect. Um, you know, Legion of Doom, that call was Derek Plant scoring in overtime against the Senators in 1997 is another great call. Mm-hmm. Um, the 06 memories of, of Jason Pominville and um, that series against the Senators, the series against the Flyers, the, the series against Carolina. I mean, those are the type of calls that you hear those calls and they just send goosebumps down your spine. And you just know you remember exactly where you were watching the game, listening to the game. It's those type of things that will forever be – portrayable to anybody that has that memory of, of that game. But then you hear Rick Jenneret and it just brings it all back. And it's just, it's just something that um, unfortunately we'll never get to hear again, but some that so many Sabres fans, Buffalo hockey fans will be able to remember and just cherish. Brayton, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you, man. And uh, of course, we'll, we'll be hearing from you at some point. Uh, I do believe you have something up on, uh, on WBEN.com as well about this with the uh, memorial. Yeah, so yeah, so on a W it's both at WGR550.com and WBEN.com. Um we've been kind of featuring a number of Rick Generate stories over the over the past day or two and um the story that I was able to do was very lucky was it was was the um the night before he had his night where he had his banner raised to the rafters at Key Bank Center. I got the chance to sit one on one with him, ask him some personal questions and just kind of reflecting on his career and um, you know, that, that's been a huge reason, I think, why, why maybe I've been able to take this, this news so well for somebody that I look to, up to so much growing up and, and really kind of idolizing to try and become a sports broadcaster one way or another. And to be able to, to get that chance to speak with him and have that opportunity to kind of uh, really get to know him and interact with him the way that I was able to was, was really, really awesome. And, um, and if you if you if it's still up on the website, if you get the chance to go look through it on the website, feel free. WGR550.com, WBEN.com, um, plenty there to see in terms of honoring Rick Jenneret. Brayton, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being able to write the pieces as well on the websites. Uh, and thank you again, man. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Brayton Wilson, WGRWBEN on the West Shore Hotline. Tanner's going to kill me. We are way outside of break. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've Howard Simon to this real good. And, um, uh, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to pull Howard real bad here and get DJ in Lockport first. DJ, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Uh, first off, I want to say hi to my sons, David, Xander, and Xavier. They're listening in right now. There you go. Um, I just had a story to tell about Rick. I was, it was like 96. Sabres were in Pittsburgh. Me and my dad and my family were living in uh, southern Pennsylvania at the time, and we took the ride. We were staying at the Mellon Arena Hotel. It was probably 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and I snuck out downstairs, and uh, I was looking around looking for players. I wanted to get my jacket signed. And I, sure enough, I, I somehow meandered into the bar area, and Rick Jennerette and Jim Lorenz were sitting there having drinks and laughing. And, and I knew Rick because I was into this stuff when I was younger. Well, the security guard got pretty upset that I got past him. And as I'm walking <laughs> over, he kind of yanked me up and grabbed me. And I tell you right now, when I see Rick Jennerette turn around and get mad that some guy from Pittsburgh is grabbing one of his fans – he did, and he, he kind of saved my butt, sat me down, got me a Sprite. It was it was a cool moment to be introduced to actual the real Rich and Arrett, not just a guy on the radio. So, And when he passed, I feel like collectively as, as a city, we, it's almost like we lost a grandfather or, or, or an uncle or something. And it's just – it's really sad, and it's, it's come full circle now with him and Van. And unfortunately, they didn't get to see championships in this city. And I really hope that the day that we end up winning one or the other, that we get to dedicate that to these guys. So I'll hang up and listen. And great show today, and have a good day, brother. DJ, thank you. And that's a that's great a heck of a story. I that's love an that awesome story. Like, and that's exactly an, as I was saying to the start of the show, a testament to the person that he is yeah. too. All right, Tanner's gonna kill me. We're into the break. We got to get in it, out of it, back in it because we got Bruce Nolan to to get us into the second hour here of Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Frank, Tanner behind the glass. It's WGR. Um, I did a bad. That's RJ. Top shelf. Mama hides the cookies. We got to get ourselves back out of here. Back into it uh, right here on WGR Buffalo. This is Sports Talk Saturday. We're back on the other side. Bruce Nolan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.